at SFM Radio and at Stephen Grotes on Twitter. Well, news from the Kremlin, the Russian government saying yesterday they will not renew a trade deal that saw Ukraine being allowed to trade wheat and other food products while Russian food and fertilizers would be exempt from Western sanctions. In other words, huge amounts of food moved from Ukraine through Russian-controlled ports to Turkey. They were sold on from there. Now... If there is now a shortage of food on international markets, what is that going to do to food price inflation? You'll know already how much more expensive food is for you and your family. Wandele Seklobos, the Chief Economist at the Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa. Wandele, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Thanks for having me on. It's a huge amount of food. What impact is this going to have on world food prices? I think, Stephen, uh, the extent of changes on prices is yet to be clear, but how we categorize or view this is that it is an upside risk. Um, And we'll appreciate, Stephen, that right after the war started around about February 2022, if you look at how grain prices uh, reacted on that, we saw them uh, reaching record levels around about March and then coming a little bit um, as we head towards the inception of this grain deal, which is around about July um, 2022. And between that time up until today, we saw grain prices uh, moderating and really declining by 22% on a year-on-year basis. So that was something that that, that was a welcome uh, relief um, by many households across the world. And of course, now with the reversal of this, if indeed Russia doesn't change its decision in the coming weeks, I think it will remain an upside risk on prices. But as to how much that reaction will, will be, it's something that is yet to be clear. Um, and I suppose it also depends on how strong the El Nino effect is. It depends on many other things over the next couple of months, right? Yeah, certainly depends on that. But I think we have to keep in mind that when there are El Ninos and, and everything else, somewhere in South America, which is an important region for grain production, about half of soybeans is produced there, uh, roughly 15% of maize is produced in that region. So there's always going to be good rainfalls there and a good harvest. But of course, when it comes to wheat and the other grains, um, that Black Sea region is is very important, and my, and, and I mean I'm having this hesitance, Stephen, making the point to say if this continues for longer, because we have to appreciate the fact that even there in Russia, there's a lot of wheat um, that is in their bunkers that I'm sure they are attempting to put it in the world market, which is why one of the reasons uh, leading into this a few weeks ago, they were making this demand saying, look, the Russian Agricultural Bank have to be reconnected to the global payment system on SWIFT. Um, and they were talking about selling fertilizers to the world market. But my sense is that they may have probably wanted to move out um, a lot of grain in their ports as well. And of course, all other events that happened yesterday to do with the bridge and everything else, which one can suspect that they contributed to this decision. But there is a lot of, of grain that is in the world. It's just about the movement. And of course, this issue does present um, the upside risk on prices. Um, there are so many calls for some kind of intervention on food prices in South Africa. Is there anything government can really do? And I suppose economically, the better, the best intervention would be some kind of a grant that goes to everybody. Um, there's plenty of history of what happens when food prices and particular foods are subsidized in some places and not in others. Yeah, I think, Stephen, um, if the means exist, which in my mind, I, I don't think there's much scope on the fiscal side, it is better to support households than to intervene on a pricing side. Uh, you can intervene on prices if it was clear that there was a bad player 
But the problem is now when you track back and to say what is driving up prices of particular commodities, particularly around about food products, it is clear what has been driving up this uh, much of last year. It was, of course, these higher international prices. And then you had energy cost issues, um, all of these contributing um, to, to the increases that we have seen. But I must state the fact that, I mean, if you're looking in South Africa today, our sense is that for much of the second half of this year, you may see food price inflation moderating and some of the products that we had thought they would continue to soften a lot. Um, and they had already started, if you're looking at the latest inflation data that we have, we will have some other numbers today on inflation on, on June and see what the performance, what, what their rate is. Uh, we had started to soften and grain related products is one of those that should be driving products down. And of course, meat, uh, fruit and vegetables is one of those categories. So things may, be getting slightly better for certain uh, products, but I don't think that intervening um, at the product price level will be an appropriate policy. I, I do think that if anything uh, and conditions permit, you can think of a household side. Um, that would be my view on this issue. Wandile, thank you. Wandile Seklobo is the Chief Economist at the Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa. Uh, it's, it's so important to see what food prices have done to you and to your family over the last couple of years. So what's happened, that decision by the Kremlin yesterday, suddenly becoming very important, 27 minutes after 7.